Project Taryag, day 44, Mitzvah Reish Ayin Gimel, and that's the Mitzvah of the Kohen Gadol, and this Mitzvah is Shiloh Yisuk Kohen Gadol Almono, that the Kohen Gadol is not allowed to marry an Almono, somebody whose husband has died. The Pasuk says, Almono Ugrusha V'chalala Zayla Es'elil Ayikach. It brings four categories of ladies, three of them were already forbidden to every Kohen. And that is the Grusha, the Chalala, and the Zaina. And what's added by the Kohen Gadol is the Almana. He can't marry any of these four ladies. The reason why the Torah has to repeat the previous Yisurim, which applied to him because he was a regular Kohen, before he became a Kohen Gadol, is to teach us that he can be Chayev on each one another Malchus. And therefore, if a Kohen Gadol would be over on these Yisurim and marry a lady, who was an Almana as well as the Grusha, as well as the Chalala, as well as the Zayna, he would be Chayev four times Malkus. However, as we saw in the previous Mitzvah, it would only be in a case where every new Isser added a new level of Isser to the lady which wasn't there previously. So for example, if she was an Almana and then became a Grusha, then by becoming a Grusha, she becomes Osir to every Kohen, and by extension, she becomes also to the Kohen Gadol, who is included in the category of every Kohen a second time. If she would now become a Chalala, and therefore should be asked to eat Truma, and then therefore there's something new for the Isser to take effect on, which wasn't there previously, therefore should become also a third time to the Kohen Gadol. However, if she had first been a Grusha, and then afterwards become an Almana, when no one knew is added in the category of Almona who wasn't already forbidden to her because she was a Grusha. So then there's a principle, an Isr Chalal Isr, which means one Isr doesn't take effect when she's already Osr, when nothing new is being added, and therefore he would only be Chayev one time. Even though there's one Pasuk which incorporates all these different Lavim, and therefore why can he be Chayev Malchus? For each one, the reason is because there was already a pasuk by the Grusha, the Chalon, and the Zona by a Kohen Hedyot and his Chayavan. The Kohen Gadol is part of the regular Shevet of the Kohen as well. And then this new pasuk comes to include the Almana. The reason for the Isser is, as we saw previously in the Halacha, that a Kohen has to marry a Bistula, that the Machshava lady has on a different man besides for the Kohen Gadol would detract from the Kedusha of their marriage. A lady is called an Almana, even if she had only been Mukudashis, engaged and not yet married, and her fiancé died, and it would be the ask for the Kayan to marry her, which is why the Kayan Gadol cannot become the Mitzvah of Yibum, because she would be the Almana of his dead brother. And therefore the Kayan Gadol will have to do Khalitze instead of that. Now, this mitzvah applies at any time there's a Kohen Gadol. However, there's a second mitzvah. Mitzvah, Reisha Indadad. And that is, from the next Pasuk, Shla Yivol Kohen Gadol Almana. Kohen shouldn't be with an Almana. When we learn from the Pasuk, it says, Vila Yechalil Zaroi Ba'amov. He shouldn't cause his children to become Chalalim, which means a child born of a union between a Kohen or a Kohen Gadol. And the lady that's forbidden to the Shevet of the Kohenim, or specifically to the Kohen Gadol, that child will be a Chalol, which means he loses the status of a Kohen, and the regular 
dinim of a, of a normal Jew apply to him, and he doesn't have the privileges or the chiyavim of the kohen. And here we have a second love in the Torah, and that is a kohen is not allowed to make his children into chalolim, which basically means that it's a second iser on him to marry ladies that's forbidden for him to marry. And therefore the Gemara says that if a kohen would be together with a lady that's also for him, and as a result make her into a chalala, or his children if, if into chalalim, he'd be over on the Isra of Layakhala. If he marries her, at least he gets engaged to her, but they never get married and they're never together, if that's the case, he's not yet over any Yusurim, but if the Kohen Godel would marry an Almana and then be together with her, he'd be over twice. Once in Layakh and once in Layakhala. The Chinuch explains that this second deal of Layakhalil, even though logically it should apply to all the cases where a Kohen would mechadal his children, but to be mechayev Malchus twice, since the love is said specifically of a Vayinal Mona, therefore to punish the Kohen by giving him, the Kohen Gadol, by giving him Malchus twice, is only in the case of the Kohen Gadol marrying an Almana. However, if he would marry one of the other three ladies who also to him, uh, Grusha, Chalala, or Rezaina. So then for sure he gets Malchus on marrying them, but there wouldn't be a second time Malchus on Layachalal as well. Even though the result would be the same, that the children and the lady involved would become Chalalim. What's unique about the Almana is, as opposed to the other ladies, a Grusha, Chalala, and Rezaina are already Osir to all the Kayanim, and therefore the lady involved doesn't become more Osir by being with a Kayan. In the case of an Almana, she's muttered to other Kayanim, She's only forbidden to the Kohen Gadol. But by being together with the Kohen Gadol, she becomes a Chalala, and therefore that makes her also also to the rest of the Kohenim. Mitzvah Reish Ayin Hei, and that is the Isra for a Kohen who is a Balmum, to work in the Besa Mikdash. The Pasuk says, Ish Ish Mizer Aaron, Ashiya Boy Mum, La Yukrav Lahakiv Dechem Any descent of Aaron who has a blemish in his body is not allowed to, become, to bring the Korbanus of Hashem. And that includes all the different forms of Avodah. The Gemara is Mechalek between a Mum Kavur, which is something, a permanent damage to a person that won't recover, which we learn from this Pasuk, as opposed to a Mum Over, which is only a temporary Mum, which means he will recover, but as long as he still has the injury, he's also to do Avodah. Similarly, we see that there's a dinner of Mumim in an animal, that that animal can't be used as a carbon. There are three categories of Mumim. The bigger mumim, which would apostle both the coin from working or the animal from being brought. There's a second category of mumim, which would only apostle the, uh, the person from doing a voda. But if an animal would have this kind of defect, it wouldn't forbid it from being used as a carbon. And then there's a third category of mumim, which were instituted by Chazal as marisain, not because they apostle intrinsically. In any of these three categories, a coin who has one of them can't do Avodah. But the, pr- the principle of the Mumim is that they're all external, noticeable blemishes. If a person has an internal injury, he lost a kidney, for example, or he has some uh, hole, or in the case of the Chinuch brings in his intestines, that's not called a Mum, even if it renders him a trefer, which means even if it's some kind of injury which he's going to die from, since it has no physical, external, noticeable sign, Therefore, it doesn't puzzle him, doesn't disqualify him from doing a Vedah. 
the Rambam lists 50 mumim, which are posted both in people and animals, as well as another 23, which are only posted in animals and not in people, which means there's 73 mumim to be checked in an animal. And besides of that, he has, four, four, he has uh, 90 other mumim in a person, which means in total that there are 140 different kinds of mum, blemish, which could disqualify the coin. The Mechinoch lists in brief which organ in the, in the body these women are found without going through the list of what they are. So, for example, it says the eight in the head, two in the neck, four in the ears, five in the eyebrows, four in the eyelashes, eleven in the eyes, six in the nose, three in the lips, three in the stomach, three in the back, six in the hands, four in the variazera, fifteen in the legs, and four which encompass the whole body as well as eight in the skin. And uh, any of these various types of disqualifications would make it also for the coin to work. The reason for these says the Chinuch, because for an activity to be pleasing to the people who see it, based on the, largely depends on what a person sees as the one who's doing whatever action it is. And therefore, if a person looks respectable, Therefore, the actions he do will find favor in the eyes of people who are watching him. And same thing with the opposite. And therefore, the person who is the agent to bring about the ritual of Hashem and the Kapara says the Chinuch should be a person, a shliach, a messenger, who is pleasing to in his appearance, in his countenance, and in his actions. So that way, people will be impressed by what he does. The second point he says, that is, it could be the way a person is formed, affects the way he thinks. And therefore, a person who has a shinui, a change in his body, might change his uh, thoughts or mindset as well, and if that's the case, it's not the khatkhila what you want for someone to be do a varish with. This mitzvah applies to the coin, even the time the best ministry was possible to do a voida. If a coin would be over and do a voida as a balmum, if it's one of those mumim which apply to both people and animals, then the avoider is disqualified. And if you did a bemezer, it's chayav malchus. And if it's one of the extra 90 mumim which only apply to people, so then even though he gets malchus, the avoider isn't disqualified for that. And if it's in the category of mumim which only marries sign, then he doesn't get malchus either, and the avoider is kosher. The following mitzvah, mitzvah Reisha involved, is an argument between the Rambam and the Ramban whether it should be included or not. It's an extension of this mitzvah or this isr of a Baal Mum doing a vaida. And that is that even a Baal Mum of a temporary nature, which means he has an injury which he'll recover from, is also forbidden from doing a vaida. We learn it from the extra word kol. Kol isha shebaal mum in mizar aron in the yigash. Any person from the descendants of Aaron with the mum should not do avayda. That means even if the mum is temporary, he still shouldn't do avayda. The Rambam counts this as a second mitzvah. The Ramban argues and says this is just a prat, a point in the previous mitzvah of a Baal not doing avayda, that even a Baal of a temporary nature also can't do avayda, and therefore you hold it shouldn't be counted as a mitzvah on its own. There was a special based in, in the Nishkas Agazis of the base of Mikdash, whose job was to check the koinim, firstly to check their lineage, that they were allowed to do avoid it, that they were pure koinim,
And second to check if they weren't bad Imamim. If a Kayan was found to be both a pure Kayan as well as having no Mum, he was allowed to do a Voida. If he was found to be a Baal Mum, then he could work in helping the Voida, such as preparing the wood for the fire. But he couldn't actually do a Voida himself. Nevertheless, the Torah says he's entitled to partake of the meat that the Kayanim are allowed to eat. A Baal Mum would also be allowed to eat. And that's an Issa for the Baal Mum to come into the Heichel, that's the Kodesh. And we extend that even to the place between the Mizbech and the Ulam, which were areas that only the Kohenim were allowed to go when they were in the process of doing an Avodah. And since the Baal Mum is not permitted to do Avodah, he also wasn't allowed to wander unnecessarily into the Heichel or into the area beyond the Mizbech. The reason for this Mitzvah, says the to add to the reverence and respect the words of the Beis HaMikdash, and therefore people couldn't come there for no reason. Even a Balmum who was a coin, since it wasn't in order to do a he wouldn't be allowed to wander aimlessly into the Heichu. And the point of being uh, Megadal, magnifying the reverence and importance of the Beis HaMikdash, is that it is for us when we show more respect and we understand more the importance of the Beis HaMikdash. Here also the Ramban claims there shouldn't be a mitzvah in its own right. It's an extension of the mitzvah of the, the Isra of the Balmum. And that is that because the Balmum can't do Avodah, therefore like all other people who can't do Avodah, including non-Kohanim, they're not allowed to come to the area of the Heichol or the area of beyond the Mizbeach because that's an area reserved only for Kohanim who is the fulfillment of an Avodah. And therefore these Whereas the Rambam counts three mitzvahs in the category of the Balmum, the Ramban incorporates them all into one mitzvah. Mitzvah Reish Ayin Ches, and that is a coin whose tome shouldn't avoid her. The Pasuk says, V'yinazru, they should distance themselves. V'kodshi b'nei Yisrael v'leichadu esen shem kodshi. They shouldn't mechalal the Kodesh by doing avoid when they tome. The punishment is Mitzvah b'nei Shemaim. And the Pasuk says, that they will be liable to death at the hands of heaven if they mechalal the avoidah. And once again, like all the din of the Beis HaMikdash, as a mailer of the covered and the honor due the Beis HaMikdash, Hashem decrees that anybody, Tomei, who isn't on that level, should be kept away from doing avoidah. This is referring to Tomei Daraisa. There's also levels of Tomei Darabalan that one instituted and made many more categories of items Tome and even within the categories of Tome they have different rules how long a person's Tome for whether it's seven days in the case of a mace or, or more than that in the case of a Matera or one day and how the coin becomes tar, what's the process of Tyra it changes from case to case but in any case for a person's Tome this Isser of doing a Vaidah with Tome would apply and if it's a Tome Daraisa as we saw his Chayv Misa if he doesn't bemaze it an extension of this is Mitzvah Resh Ayin Tes, and that is that a Kohenu's Tome is not allowed to eat Truma either. The Pasuk says, B'kotshim layechal adashir yitar, just similar to the fact that he can't avoid it while he's Tome, he also is not allowed to eat Kotshim or, or Truma while he's Tome. This Mitzvah applies to men and women because lady, ladies are also allowed to eat Truma, and therefore the Talach would apply to them as well not to eat Truma when they're Tome. The reason 
like all the mitzvahs of Kachim, is once again, since Hashem wants us to relate to Kachim as being on a higher level, if that's the case, it makes safeguards in order to distance a person, so to speak, who's not in the level from eating Kachim. Halacha is, if a Kohen is Tomei, eats Trimel, which is Tar, Bemezid, he is Chayv Mesebid HaShemayim, and in this, in Basin, Gemayim had witnesses and gave him warning, he get Malchus. If the Trimel was also Tomei, so even though it's also for a Kohen who's Tomei to eat Trimel that's Tomei, the halacha is he doesn't get Malchus for that, because he's not being Mechalel the Trimel. Since Chazal felt that the Amei Oretz in their time weren't careful on all the restrictions of Tumma, therefore they held was not allowed to give coin, a Trimel to a Kohen who's Nama Oretz, because he might eat it for Tumma. This mitzvah applies both to men and to ladies, Kohenim, in Eretz Yisrael where Trimel was given, because then the din of Trimel is the Raisa, and then therefore the people eating it had to be careful with the full severity of the Isra of eating Trimel in the state of being Tomei. And today it applies on a rabbinic level because the din of Trimel today is only Midrabana. Mitzvah Reish Pei. And that is the Isr for a non-coin to eat truma. It says, V'chol zar, a stranger layachal kodesh, shouldn't eat food which has been sanctified, which Chazal tell us is referring to truma. As well as that, the Bikurim, which is also called truma, are also also for a non-coin to eat. Same thing over here. The reason that the Torah makes the Isr is because truma is on a more elevated status, meant specifically for the Kayanim, and therefore the Torah forbids the non-coin from eating it. Even though the Kayan's family, his wife, his children, his servants, and even his animals were allowed to eat Truma. However, that only applies to the Eved, which belongs to the Kayan, which means an Eved Kanani, and Jewish slave of a Kayan, Eved Ivri, doesn't eat Truma, because he doesn't belong to the Kayan. However, the wife of a Kayan does eat Truma, and even after Kiddushin, when it's already acquired her, so to speak, she should be allowed to eat Truma, if not for the fact that Rabbanan were worried she might feed it to her family members and therefore they forbade her from eating Truma until she's ready to get married. The Isr of Zarim eating Truma applies to all Jews, both men and to women, in every place where there is Truma, and on the rice level that was only in Eretz Israel in the time of the Beis Amigdash. The Isr for eating Truma amazed for Yisrael or also for a Kohen who became a Chalal. In other words, his, his parents were not muttered to marry each other as Kohenim, and therefore he is a Chalal and has the dinner of Yisrael. The penalty for eating Trum B'mezid is his Chayv Misabid HaShemayim. And like we said previously, even though today there is no Trum B'deraisa, but Trum B'midrabonin still applies in Eretz Yisrael. Mitzvah Reish Pei and that is a Toshav and a Sakhir shouldn't another allowed to eat Trum. The process is Toshav Kohen the Toshav and the Sakhir are considered the workers for a certain amount of time, whether someone with Evan Ivri, or which is who's only there for six years, or a Nirza who's there until the Yovel. Nevertheless, they don't belong to the coin like an Evan Knani does, and, it, and therefore they're not allowed to eat Truma either. Mitzvah Resh Pei Base, and that is Shalayechal Oral Truma. A coin who hasn't had a bris miller, also is forbidden from eating Truma. Doesn't make a difference if he didn't have the bris for Mezid or Bishaykeg or because for medical reasons he's not able to have a bris. 
in any of these cases, since it's still halachically called an oral, it's awesome to eat truma, just like it's awesome to eat other kochim. Even though there isn't a specific pasuk for an oral not eating truma, we learn it out from the fact that an oral can't eat korbanus, and it says that also a toshiv and a sachir can't eat korbanus, and therefore a toshiv and a sachir also can't eat truma, so we extend that here to an oral as well. A person who's had a bris miller, but nimshech or now looks, so to speak, that the skin's reverted to its original position, and it looks like he doesn't have a doesn't have a bris. Then, if that's the case, midrabanan, it's also for him to eat truma until he has a bris miller again. Even though the Rambam counts this as a mitzvah, the Ramban and the Chinuch claim that this is against the Shitta, the principle of the Rambam. And that is that things which aren't written first in the Torah and are learned at from one of the principles we are allowed to deduce new halachas from can't be included as mitzvahs. And if that's the case, in this case, the Torah doesn't explicitly forbid the oral from eating trauma. It's correct and it's learned out from drashas, but they ask that according to Rambam's shita, they shouldn't be counted as a separate mitzvah. The reason for the mitzvah is an oral is like a czar. Since he didn't enter the covenant of Chai Yisrael with the bris miller, therefore just like a czar, a stranger can't eat truma, an oral is in the same category. It's a place to call him any time when he is truma deraisa, like we said in Eretz Yisrael, in the time of Mikdash, and if the oral would eat truma, then he's Chai of Malchus. Like every later said in the Torah where a person does an action which is forbidden.